0: Rise and shine, everybody. It's day 22 of our 90-day challenge. Today's topic is add opposition to your budget. We are still in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, the fourth chapter and the first verse reads this way. What they are building, even a fox climbing up on it, would break down their wall of stones. Hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we... Rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all their heart. But when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet his threat. Meanwhile. The people in Judah said, The strength of the laborers is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemies said, Before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and will kill them and put an end to the work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, Wherever you turn, they will attack us. Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears and bows. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When the enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our work. From that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other, and each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is extensive and spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight. For us. So we continued the work with half the men holding spears from the first light of dawn till the stars came out. At that time I also said to the people, Have every man and his helper stay inside Jerusalem and at night, so that they can serve us as guards by night and as workers by day. Neither I, nor my brothers, nor the men, nor the guards with me took off our clothes. Each had his weapon, even when he went for water. Nehemiah 6, 1 through 15. When the word came to Samballot, Tobiah, Jeshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors and the gates, Samballot and Jeshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message and each time I gave them the same answer. Then the fifth time Sanballat sent his aide to meet with me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, it is reported among the nations and Geshem says it is true that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king. So come, let us meet together. I sent him this reply. Nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed. Now strengthen my hands. One day I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Deliah, the son of Mehetabel, who was shut in at his home. He said, let us meet in the house of God inside the temple and let us close the temple doors because men are coming to kill you by night. They are coming to kill you. But I said, should a man like me run away or should someone like me go into the temple to save his life? I will not go. I realized that God had not sent him, but that he had prophesied against me because Tobiah and Samballad had hired him. He had been hired to intimidate me so that I would commit a sin by doing this. And then they would give me a bad name to discredit me. Remember Tobiah and Sanballat, my God, because of what they have done. Remember also the prophet Noadiah, and how she and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elo in 52 days. And that ends our worship reading for today. Our worship thought again is add opposition to your budget. The more I studied the book of Nehemiah, the more I realized how important it was to add another worship lesson from this book. Here are some important facts I think you should know about the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is about rebuilding what's been torn down, restoring what sin has destroyed, repenting of our part in it and returning Back to God. That is almost the exact same message in Ezra. You want to know why? Because Nehemiah and Ezra are what some theologians call brother books. The people in Ezra rebuild the temple. The people of Nehemiah rebuild the wall. Some view Ezra as a second Moses and some view Nehemiah as a second Joshua. Ezra is about revaluing the law. Nehemiah is about revaluing the land. All of these truths typify Christ. In the book of Ezra, we see a type of Christ as priest. In the book of Nehemiah, we see a type of Christ as prophet. And Zerubbabel is a type of Christ as king. The word typology derives from the word type, which is a fancy word that points to any event, any person, or any statement in the Old Testament that somehow prefigures an aspect of Christ as revealed in the New Testament. If you ask me, another aspect of Nehemiah's calling that points to Jesus is his leadership. Think about it. Nehemiah didn't just rebuild a wall. Nehemiah developed a plan. He succeeded by casting a vision, and that allowed other leaders to join that plan. Then, Nehemiah completed in 52 days what would have taken others hundreds of years. Nehemiah's story then proves to us that when God is involved, it doesn't take long to get things right again. Nehemiah was also instrumental in convincing the people to recommit themselves to God. He taught them that if you want a solid community, then you have to return to righteous living. Nehemiah was purposed to do way more than build walls. He was assigned to develop solid families. What I know for sure is that God will always call his worshiper into barren lands and problematic environments to do multiple things at the same time. What I also know to be true is that for every opportunity, there is an undeniable opponent. Please do not forget that there is a waging war up above our heads. Please don't forget that there is a diabolical opponent who does not want you to win. We see this clearly in Nehemiah 4, but allow me to paint the picture to you by telling you a little story. When I first relocated to Chicago in 2018, I was given a stipend to assist with my relocation. This stipend was given so that I had sufficient funds to move my belongings without a hitch. But if you have ever moved before, you know that there is no such thing as a move without a hitch. Hitches come with the package. So the movers gave me a price quote over the phone. It seemed too good to be true. My gut said to anticipate an unexpected price increase so that you don't overspend now and end up disappointed later. I went with my gut and scheduled pick up On the day they arrived to pick up my belongings in New Jersey, they increased the price by 25%. And on the day my furniture arrived in Chicago from New Jersey, they added yet another charge to transport my belongings from the truck to the door of my condo. When I looked at the accumulated charges, I was surprised to discover that the exact amount I was given to relocate was the exact amount I was charged. But when I made the first call, The price they gave me was half the price I ended up paying. Even though I was shocked and bothered, I wasn't in the hole. Why? Because I had anticipated the hitch. I anticipated that things might not go as smoothly as planned. And if I had not created a margin of safety into my budget, I would have not been able to afford the transition. All of us need to look at our goals, dreams and desires And remember to add opposition to the budget. Anything that God is calling you to build, change or revise will come with opposition. Why? Because God is using you to build in a place that is torn down. You are an answer to a problem. You are the solution they have been praying for, but you are also the help they weren't ready for so even though you are clear that god has called you and even though some may have longed for you to show up that still doesn't negate the fact that opposition comes with elevation nehemiah had a great idea to rebuild the wall to protect god's temple all of his intentions were pure and admirable he had no ulterior motive and still a group of people opposed him sam ballad initiated the conflict by asking unnecessary questions be careful of people who only point to the problem but have no desire to help in bringing a solution. Then Sam Ballet found a friend named Tobiah who stood by his side as his amen corner. There will always be a clan of people who will try to discourage you with hypothetical horror stories mixed with paranoia, jealousy, and negativity. But you must learn to ignore the clan and empower the crowd for every hater in your life. There are two more builders who are willing to buy into the vision and cooperate. In this season, you need cooperation more than you need competence. You need submission more than skill set. Why? Because if their heart is right, God will make up the difference between their skill and his ability. God's spirit will empower them to do what their credentials suggest cannot be done. So Nehemiah gathered his team and in the face of opposition, he turned to God to pray. He cried, hear us, O God, and turn their insults back on their head. This worship thought slapped me in the face when I realized it. Stop talking to people who can't help you. Instead, turn your attention to the God who can handle your opposition and empower you to keep building. Once they prayed, Nehemiah's team let it go. Why pray if you are not going to let it go? Why give it to God if you plan on taking it back? It was only after they prayed that they were able to rebuild the wall with all of their hearts. And I wonder if many of us can't rebuild with all of our hearts because Tobiah's words and Sam Ballard's insults are blocking our creativity, interrupting our sleep and obfuscating our focus. Listen to me. You are a game changer and most game changers will never know their impact until they have moved on. I know you want to be celebrated right now, but that won't come until you complete what God brought you here to do. So do it. And expect, anticipate opposition. Expect people to misunderstand you. Add it to your budget now so that you're not in the red later after you have rebuilt. And when you finally get them out of your heart, then God can empower you to build what had never been built before. To protect the very people who were once against you. So get to work. This next move is on you. So what is your worship work today? Your worship work is very simple. Ignore, block, and delete. Who are your Sam Ballads today? Whose voices most distract you, but you keep allowing their words to discourage you? You need laser focus for this moment in your life. These voices may not always be people. They could also be television shows or social media pages or Instagram profiles, but whoever it is, remove them from your life so that you can focus on rebuilding. God bless you.
1: 20th year, in the month of Kislev, I received news of my homeland Jerusalem broken and burned, leaving my heart in much the same condition. So I now turn to God, the only hope for the restoration of these walls, and the healing of our hearts. I was cupbearer to the King. God, please, 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 restore life and thee. Broken walls Burned as they are God, please, please, please Restore life and peace Broken walls Burned as they are Oh, Lord God of heaven We need To be forgiven The grave awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who do what's right please hear our prayer with your eyes and ears we're so sorry Lord for our unfaithful years forgive us restore And make us yours God, please, please, please Restore life And that's where we are. i God, please, please, please Restore life and these Broken walls Burned as they are Cause we can't do this On our own And we can't restore Like you, Lord On the 25th day the month of the wall was completed.